on your show, you thank houses before you organize them. And while this desk is, is not a home, it is certainly my home at work. And I was wondering whether you would help me thank my show home right now. And, and how would we do that? Well, why don't we do this together? Sure. Let's try it. Do I get up? Let's sit down on our knees with our legs tucked under. そして心の中であの普段は心の中でいいんですけれどももうここの机があることによってそのこのスタジオがあることによって素晴らしいショーができているんだっていうこの感謝の気持ちをこの場所に伝えるんです。So I usually do this in my heart, but you can verbalize it just for today. Just express the gratitude you have for the studio, what this desk in the studio allows you to do to do this amazing show every night. もちろん声に出してもいいですよ、今回。You can verbalize what you're feeling inside too. Thank you, Ed Sullivan. I don't understand anything you're saying <laughs> when you say it, but even if you had no translator, I would uh, follow you to a cult compound and never leave. Welcome to Five Star Manifesto, where we discuss, question, and judge the commandments, mission statements, and aspirational words people live by, one five-star rating at a time. I'm Keith Bavacqua, and as always, I'm joined by Mike Bass. Hello. Welcome back, Mike. Uh, today, uh, yeah, last week, we, we talked about uh, the Clue Train Manifesto, um, a very business and, and marketing focused manifesto and, and discussion creator. Um, but today we're going to talk about something a little different, something that doesn't even have the stamp of the word manifesto, but I think it works. I think it fits into the framework that we're exploring, the framework that we're trying to define here at Five Star Manifesto. Um, <laughs> and we are going to be talking about the KonMari method, uh, specifically uh, the work of Marie Kondo uh, and her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. Uh, this book from 2014 uh, was most recently turned into a Netflix show uh, last year, early um, 2019, I believe it was released, um, and it caused a lot of discussion. There's only about seven or eight episodes on, on Netflix, um, but it takes the lessons and motivations and practices that this organization expert, Marie Kondo from Japan, um, has developed into what she calls the magic of tidying up. The uh, Netflix show is simply called Tidying Up with uh, Marie Kondo. I, I think as we talk, we'll, we'll get into the, the, the various parts of um, the KonMari method, a kind of a portmanteau she's created <laughs> um, with her, her name, uh, which is 
confusing, um, but, <laughs> ador uh, but, but simultaneously adorable, um, the KonMari method. Um, but what, what was your initial reaction to, to learning about the art of tidying up, the magic of tidying up? Well, Keith, yeah, yeah the, the question of what was my initial like, reaction, that was... Did, did, you, did you know about the KonMari method before um, I suggested this as a topic? Yeah, I did in, in the sense that I knew it was a way... I, I associated it solely with the idea of wrapping my shirts into 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 like circular things and sticking them <laughs> that was like the extent of what i knew uh, uh rectangular things okay. not circular oh, rectangular okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh-oh we, uh what's going on over there start. yeah <laughs> i just i always thought of it I, I never really knew what it was but i thought of it as a more of a space efficiency thing i thought it was maybe like ideal for someone that lives in a tiny house of how to like manage your space effectively when i realized you know uh, i listened to the audiobook that it's it was, it was much more than that uh it's 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 her game is to, is to challenge the way that you approach your life and the way that you see your world and and and, and design your space to reflect the way that you want to feel um absolutely um so it's let's so some of the key uh, aspects of the Moncari method are, and, and definitely jump in um, yeah. with, 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 with other aspects is keeping things that spark joy in the words of, of Kondo. Um, I, I really deep respect for material possessions, which is very interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there is a specific folding method that is discussed in one <laughs> chapter and um, comes back again and again in the Netflix show. Um, and then there's also discussions of um, specific storage methods that have a major emphasis on visibility, that you can see everything that you own, see everything that you use during a day, um, and that it's accessible to you in a very like reminding and repetitive um, fashion, which is mm. I think a very different than a lot of ideas around storage. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that much about ideas of storage, um, right? But um, that stuck out to me. Um, yeah, the, I, a few notes I took of just like a high level is the idea of you know start with 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 sorting you know categorizing you know choose a category like say clothing clothing is a good one to start with and and break it into two areas does this piece of clothing uh spark joy if so then put it in pile number one does this clothing spark joy if no put it into pile number two and pile number two are things that you can just let go of N now like Again, I might. What 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 we don't delve into is what does it mean to get rid of it, uh, yeah. and that yeah. that is like. This is I think this is what really like I imagine our conversation is going to be is. I I I'm so used to reading these things through a Marxist critique framework, and by that I don't mean mm -hmm. like what would Marx do. I mean just like like thinking about it from an economic perspective, thinking of what 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 
Yeah, from a from a production and you know a classical materialist quote unquote um, perspective. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and um, that is a very Western way of thinking it, and and but that that's how I'm so used to judging is are are they, you know how 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 self absorbed are they? You know what what is their agenda here? Their financial agenda, and and I I kept I was struggling. I I kept going back and forth on this because this does not fit within that. This 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 breaks outside of it, it can't be judged in that way if it breaks outside of that traditional framework that i'm so used to applying uh interesting okay yeah and that was actually almost a little bit alleviating that i i could (laughs) kind of i think i think i think marie kondo would probably like like this too that i i i couldn't i couldn't judge it in the way that i wanted to i needed to let go of that (laughs) and just (laughs) and just take it in and ask me ask myself does this methodology does this does this idea spark joy i maybe 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 that maybe i don't know uh i think you're i think you're definitely onto something i think there is a there is a magic mm-hmm. <laughs> to the the method um not necessarily not necessarily uh, a magic to the konmari method but the the method in which this information is given to us and um, how it decides to communicate. Um, hmm. Yes, it, I, I think they, I think Kondo, you know, Kondo and I assume her editors, I, I think she has a you know, background in writing, but it's not, um, I think it's obvious as she's as reading the book. Um, but I don't, I think, I think a good amount of this is heavily edited. Um, mm, yeah, um, sure. I think, you know, she w- was aiming for, for something that is, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word, you know, back wall of the Barnes and Noble yeah. self-help um, category. Um, I think it, I haven't read that much of that, but what I have, this is certainly a standout in terms of of readability yeah. and in terms of like focus and you know economy well, of words um and i'm not critiquing but like even like <clears throat> each chapter begins with a with a kind of repeating some of the fundamentals from the previous chapters like it's it's designed that you can hand it to your mother-in-law and say oh i recommend chapter four for you like like that, that it, and, and you can still read chapter four and grasp it which is great yeah. like that's the purpose so but I, i'm again i'm not critiquing but just context i guess do you think going back to that idea of like you know classical materialism materialist um thought not not when we think of materialism in terms of like oh i i love mm-hmm. this car I, I need this type of house i need this type of uh bed in order to be to feel better about myself but materialist in the sense of you know, like there is labor put into the desk that I'm right. um, sitting at. There is labor to the clothes that I have to choose and decide to discard or not discard. Um, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's a good thing that it, the book kind of negates that and like removes it? Ugh. Okay, I, I, this is where I want to be a classic, like white Brooklyn, like open-minded <laughs> progressive. You know, like this is like where I want to yeah. say yes. 
Um, yeah. The because it's it's really not present in the Netflix show. Okay. I won't get into it now, but I'll tell yeah. you a little bit more about my opinion of the show. Um, <laughs> I, to, to try to answer the the question, I I like. Um, a, a few notes I took. You know, she references throwing away. Um, I think in the first few chapters, she referenced for every time she references, uh, you know, recycling. She rep, you know, she references the trash, you know, five times, um, which mm-hmm. is just like again, like that's just like different from. Again, I sound like okay. I'm gonna fulfill every stereotype, but that just is different from what I'm used to hearing. Um, she she is not afraid to acknowledge the satisfaction, joy that comes with consumption, um, and and it doesn't challenge that. She there's even you know this this idea that you know um, it's you can be okay that you got joy from buying something on a shopping spree on that one weekend. And, but the joy was limited to that 12 hour time, or maybe it was limited to that 12 minute time where you checked out and it wasn't, it wasn't right for you to wear that. It's not right for you to wear that clothing or have it in your home, but it's okay because it did bring joy at one moment. And, and I, that, that is like, that makes me uncomfortable. uh, And that goes against some things I believe, but I, um, Keith, you, you shared there was a there was a critique in the Huff, Huffington Post. This author, um, uh, Margaret uh, Dilloway, okay. yeah, I believe is the is the author. To um, um I'll uh, put it in the episode description. Oh, but uh, I think a, a pretty good, um, a worthy of reading, of uh, a an interesting article um, that was published by HuffPo by um, a Japanese American uh, woman, um, Margaret. Uh, Delaware. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think I love what, what she said because she she t- she tells the story of these Shinto roots where you know a, a spatula that a, a spatula you know you see it as this you can see it as this this life you know this 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 living breathing sort of thing that has a story like there there was there was a, a craftsperson that designed it and there was a laborer that manufactured it. And when I hold it in my hand and when I flip my eggs, I, I need to be aware and cognizant and, 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 and showing a, a, a certain level of appreciation rather than, you know, it just being a slab of plastic. And like, I respect that, but I wonder if there's a way to like, to merge that idea with responsible consumption in a way that Marie Kondo doesn't quite, doesn't quite um, reflect. Yeah, I think um, Margaret Dilloway takes the extra mile. Um, I mean, the the article's kind of painted as like, hey, white Western people didn't get Marie Kondo, um, doesn't understand the Moncari method, um, which is fair. It's a good way to start an article. It gets me to read it. Mm-hmm. But um, she does go the extra mile of being like, yeah, the sweatshirt that you're going to throw away, you know, someone in East Texas had to grow the cotton mm. <laughs> and sell that cotton to a company in New York that in, then sold the company, sold it to uh, someone in Bangladesh mm. that, that, that assembled it and then shipped it back to the H&M that you could yeah. go and buy that thing. I mean, she doesn't go into that much detail, but she she acknowledges it and connects um, the, the, the Shinto roots of Moncari method 
with the materialist uh, aspects of consumption. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we wanted to stay away from Marxist, you know, critical theory, but um, <laughs> that's that, it's great because it's 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 really kind of a beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful stepping point and 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 jumping and jumping off point um, to start a conversation about uh, these machinations that like really are very important to our lives. Mm. Um, but uh, at the same time, we got to make that money, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this thing on Netflix. Right. <laughs> this oh. cute Japanese woman is blowing everybody away. So do you, so do you think that, <laughs> Keith, do you think that if, if Marie Kondo could write whatever book she wanted, and publish any book she wanted and make any television series that she wanted. Do you think some things would be different? And what do you think would be different? The, the parts of the book that really stood out to me, um, besides uh, the kind of traditional like forcefulness of the writing in terms of like, trust me, this is going to work. Tidying is important. Let go of the material possessions that you don't need or don't use or don't bring you happiness. I like that. But mm -hmm. even more parts of this book are like personal she's mm. really like revealing kind of like a lot about herself mm. that just doesn't come across at all in the tv show ah uh. i i really <laughs> i really despised the tv show i thought it was <sighs> trash i mean i only i only <laughs> I don't like genuinely from I don't hear from that from you often like something so like <laughs> I Absolutely. think part of it's the former production assistant in me. Um, yeah. Oh, because yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's very well made in terms of aesthetics and kind of like, okay, the music cue comes in here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. They're giving the flashback of the of that couple so uh, we can understand that they're frustrated and yada, yada, yada. That's all very good. I 100% good on you, editors. Good on you, videographers. Um I love the translator hmm. who seems to be just her 100% all the time translator who's always there. Give that money, give that woman all the money. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing the heavy lifting. But um, the, the TV show is really sanitized. Yeah. And, and not sanitized in like, this is happy, lovey feeling, shiny people. But like, what's, what's Marie's deal? Like, what's going on with her? Like, why don't we, like, <laughs> t teach people the Mankari method, but, like, understand, like, there's, either, there's certain chapters in the book. Oh, I can't bring where's the quote. Oh, it's missing in my notes. But where she talks about that she was kind of a lonely child. <laughs> right. <laughs> that she was this middle yeah, girl yeah, in yeah, a family yeah, yeah. and that she would be in the back of a classroom organizing things. Right, right. And, like, under most settings – in like a Western tradition or even like a Japanese tradition. Oh, they, they have OCD in Japan. Like everyone thinks, <laughs> everyone thinks of Japan being this like immaculate, wonderful place, but there are people there with OCD. Okay. <laughs> like, like in any, in most cases, sure. you'd be like, well, Marie in the back, we got to keep an eye on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is organizing those books 10 different ways for no reason. I haven't watched the Netflix series, but what I'm imagining is like a, like this like mystical, like fairy that like, she doesn't really have a persona, doesn't have much character, but she's just there to like cast a spell and solve your problems. 
like and the focus is on the consulted characters is that like is they kind of de depersonalize her like kind of dehumanize her in a way that is exactly right <laughs> and that is what irked me um I don't I don't think I would go as far as dehumanize because in many in many in a couple episodes at least one once every episode I only watch three episodes our viewers can be like you didn't do your homework Keith but I after the third episode I was like I'm done I'm not yeah. watching this I'm not and then, and then I went back and I re-listened to another chapter in the book I was like I listened to the final chapter again because I was like this is this is so much more interesting. Mm. Like, why didn't they just focus? Why didn't they just go chapter by chapter on the TV show and like, and then have the people that she help be secondary, Yeah, have them be like a addendum, a, 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 a like a secondary character you know, instead you know, of, my, I don't know. This is okay. I'm, I'm maybe this is off track, but I, I'm going to go for guess, it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to guess that they, part of budgeting that show is how much time do we need from her and how can we design the show that she's only necessary for literally, you know, if one episode takes a thousand production hours, how can we make sure that we only need 20 hours from her, you know, and, and not, and then yeah. she's the most expensive part probably. Uh, yeah. So it, it was designed as an easy replicable thing that you can do over and over again where she just that everything can be done until she does that she goes in and walks into does the final you know does the she's that she's she is there arrives you know a minute before production begins and can do her job yes absolutely and in terms of i i've been on uh not, not a show this complicated but little like segment pieces mm. um for web series where um yeah, the 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 the, the quote unquote talent um, yeah. arrives here. Here's your mic. You know what do you need? What kind of prep? I would imagine she and her team, um, the translator, her editors, whoever um, helps run her organization business back in Japan, um, were, were heavily involved. Mm. But they had to be like, okay, this is for an American audience. Yeah. Um, we have to understand the limitations that it's hard to, it's hard to understand how good her English is <laughs> or yeah, how I, much I, I have a feeling I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm a part-time ESL teacher. I, I have a feeling her English is actually a lot better than it's portrayed in the, <laughs> in the show. Um, yeah. Oh my God. But that it is a, I think in that setting, I would imagine like that's hard. For a, for a non-native or even a non-advanced speaker to be in like fully, yeah, w fully on top of everything when she is like the center of attention for mm -hmm. for a good portion of of this um, program, um, yeah. Anyway, I just felt like it was deep. Like <laughs> this is so silly because it, it feels like 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 I said, it's it's going back to that. Um, Barnes and Noble self help book, but you know we're, we're I try to we're tr we are trying to take you know each each piece of media that we're going to be dissecting yeah. here on Five Star Manifesto, available now on iTunes and Spotify, um, <laughs> with with the seriousness and the weight it deserves. Um, but but essentially, I feel like the Netflix show was like defanged. 
yeah. um, in a way uh, from the book, which is kind of impressive <laughs> because like, okay, how you defang a kind of like organizational process. Mm. Um, but it does a lot of the, a lot of the, the weight and kind of the larger life meaning um, behind tidying up is taken away. Mm. Um, there's one episode, the one, one episode that I watched that like was really like, this is why she created this. This is why she felt that like other people should know it besides just like organizational experts. Um, they went to the house of a, of a widow, mm. um, of, a, of a fairly recent w- a widow, a woman whose husband has pa- had passed away um, nine months prior. And she, she has a lovely home. <laughs> I mean, no shame in saying that. She's obviously, her and her husband did well for themselves. And um, she has a lovely family. The house is pretty damn organized, in my opinion. Um, but there's just so much stuff she could, as Marie Kondo would say, let go. So much mm-hmm. stuff that could, that doesn't bring her happiness. This This nice woman from... Culver City, California. <laughs> um, uh, so she gets into it, and you see the woman cry. Mm. And you see her, you know, kind of reflect on her marriage and the passing of her husband. Um, that kind of got to me. But at the same time, I'm like, I know none of the other episodes are going to go this deep. So, boop, bye, out of my list yep. on Netflix. Yep. Um, and I went back to the book. Mm. Um, I don't know. That, I think that was that was the most interesting episode, and gets closest to the real meaning of the of the KonMari method. Yeah, because when you look, which at is this, live your life differently. When you look at this book on on Amazon, it's not categorized as a top seller um, of books for for you know cleaning your home or home care or renovation. It's the number one bestseller or it's a top seller on the topic of like, of, of, of self-care and, mm. you know, slash, slash new age. Um, uh, so it, it, it's, 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 it's more than, it's not about the cleaning. It's about the personal, you know, the personal care. Um, so that, that's, and, that's interesting. Yeah. And I think it is, it's given that veneer in the show but in reality, it just it didn't seem to go deep enough. Yeah. Um, everyone on the show, really lovely. Um, this young family of uh, creative people, um, a husband and wife team with their two adorable children um, were helped out. They moved from Detroit to Los Angeles. The, the husband was a musician, the, the wife a, a hairdresser. And, and that was nice, perfectly lovely yeah. family. But, you know, I mean, I... Besides organizing the house and and, yeah. and, and and making it feel like a home for them, eh, yeah, you know, it didn't really go that much deeper than that. Well, one um, thing that from from look, I, I didn't get to catch as much. I didn't get to catch the show, but one thing that was, I'm curious to hear your thoughts is is and this connects to the editing of the book. There's a lot of open ended thoughts that I like, like like. Uh, a few things that aren't direct quotes, but you know, tidying is fun. It's not about complex, you know, theory or numerical data. It's just doing it. Or why is this order? Or she's explaining, you know, 
uh, maybe different category, the order of categories to sort your things. Mm-hmm. And she says, why is this order of sorting best? I don't know why, but it works. And, and it's this like level of, of, of saying like, look, you need to get past this, this answers for everything. You, you need to get outside of that space. That's part of this practice of being able to say, do I need this or not? Does it spark joy or not? Is letting go of ask, knowing the answer to why, um, which I think is cool. But then uh, at the same time, I, there's a lot, a common thread in, in the, in, in the book is saying that your quote, like your level of energy will increase or, you know, all of the people I've supported, um, feel more happy with themselves and, and like in other times, you know, using this, this more absolute language and, and it's like a weird, it's a weird mix of the two that I just wonder like that, that's, that seems inconsistent to me. And I was, I was wondering, like, maybe again, is this a culture that I don't, obviously I don't, I, I don't always understand or is something, is this a reflection of, of, of am I judging it in the wrong way? Um, or is it a reflection of editing? Um, I don't know. Did you notice that? Or do you, do you have any, I, I did. I, I found, I found that aspect a little repetitive. Hmm. Um, I think it, it was, it was serving a purpose that, you know, re- reiterating in each chapter that, you know, this is why we do tidying. Uh, you don't have to think about the nuts and bolts of it. Um, it works. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. This is why we did. This is perhaps one of the reasons why we delineate uh, clothes first, then books, then this, then personal mementos at last. Um, and I don't know if it is kind of a watered down version of the mysticism that exists in, in Shinto religion mm. and that it's kind of uh, takes on this like vague mysticism of like, you don't have to have the answers. Like this can just be um, so that it's more palatable Mm. (laughs) because I think if, if someone was just reading something about the virtues of, of Shintoism um, and and the the Margaret Dilio uh, article gets into it a little bit, talking about Kami and talking about, um, uh, yeah. you know, why you touch items right, when right. you're cleaning them and why you touch them when you're giving them reverence. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a much better book <laughs> and a much more interesting piece of television. Um, yeah. But I think it would very easily turn some people off. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's what's really interesting is that like through, again, like through that, that Margaret Dilloway article, we, we, we realized that that Marie Kondo's ideas are really great maybe, but they're not necessarily her ideas. It's, it's a reflection of a greater, of a cultural tradition that's not as popular in, in the States or other Western cultures. You know, uh, Kondo is a gateway, a gateway, you know, into, into a more, uh, even a more interesting or engaging or thorough, you know, approach to, to managing and looking at objects and things that you possess. Definitely. I definitely want to learn more about 
Shintoism, um, how it has influenced Japanese life, um, where has Japanese culture deviated from it, how popular it still is today in Japan. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely sparked my interest. Um, yeah. yeah. But one, one other thing that like I, that caught me off, I was trying to, I was kind of reckon, reconciled towards the beginning was in the book, she talks about the home and like the home is this somewhat like this sacred space. It's the space that we spend time in and that like is a reflection of us and will, is not only a reflection of us, but will reflect through us, you know, based on, 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 on how the environment feels. And like, I just wanted to, like, obviously I don't think Marie Kondo would challenge on this, but homes are different in different, lots of different cultures. Um, I mean, what, I mean, I, Keith, you know, I, I, I got to spend some time in Cambodia for, for a while and a home is a, it, it's a, it's a property and, it, and it's a physical space that you sleep in uh, for, for security at night. And then you sit under, it's a raised, you know, it's a raised home and, and there's no, it's an open space that there's no first floor. It's just, it's, it's an open space where you can cook and it's a shade because the home provides shade. Uh, and it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a place for literally shade. <laughs> um, but most of the time you're out, you're outside during the daytime. Um, and so like, I, I think, I, I don't know, again, I don't know different cultures in different parts of the world, but this, the problem that's being solved for is something that's, is like a modern problem. Uh, I think mm. too, of, of what it means to have a home and have goods in it. When I say modern, I mean, maybe like, you know, I don't mean the last hundred years. I mean, the last few hundred, you know, the centuries, but like, it's, it doesn't, I don't want to assume that this is like one absolute through all of, <laughs> through all of society or whatnot. Yeah. What's going to, you know, speak volume and what's going to connect with people in Japan the U.S., maybe Cambodia, maybe Europe, maybe South America is like you know not going to work with uh, a culture right next door. Like maybe mm. Vietnam or Laos or Thailand, they have a completely different opinion yeah. of like material home, uh, material houses. Um, uh, yeah, it's that's an interesting thing to consider and to be like mindful of um what she's talking about works in japanese culture works in perhaps american culture but is it going to have the same value to say someone in cambodia yeah someone in in you know suburban brazil i don't know <laughs> no, I, I, before before we do the actual judging i got i want to ask you I, I'm, I can't believe we didn't already ask this question uh one like are you what are your cleaning habits and by reading this are you going to be applying any of these uh any of this just naturally because it just it, even though you didn't read it because you wanted to become a more you know organized person has it spoken to you in any way yeah, uh, thank you for asking that. Um, maybe so I didn't avoid it. Um, <laughs> this, this, so I, I 
I read without audio um, maybe one or two chapters, and then another chapter I kind of read as I was listening to the audio book, and then probably the last three or four chapters I, I just um, listened to. Um, yeah, I was sitting in my small little room in urban Santiago and kind of thinking, I, I was definitely thinking about the instances of tidying that I had to do that I've had to do over the last two years. Mm. Um, and thinking like, why wow, I could have used Marie Kondo helping me out. I could, it would have oh. been helpful. Um, um, as you know, but our, our listeners don't know my, my mother passed away about two years ago. And my brother and I, and I don't, I don't use this word lightly, but we, we basically had to liquidate <laughs> my mother's house. Mm -hmm. We had to um, just get rid of everything. Um, and it was as much a practical matter of like, we can't keep this stuff, <laughs> but also a um, emotional need. Um, to kind of get rid of things, stuff that, you know, my, my father passed away 10 years ago um, and my mother had still not dealt with like, yep. some of my father's possessions, yep. um, particularly um, certain parts of his uh, wardrobe um, mm -hmm. that my mother, you know, for various reasons, wanted to hold on to, wanted to look at yeah. probably from time to time. Um you know, I like to think maybe some of those things sparked joy, mm. but I'm sure a lot of them did not. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it would have been healthier for my mother to get rid of them. Yeah, I think uh, I could I could use a little bit of Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah. I think so. No, what, that... what about you? Well, is this is this I think we're we're getting to our verdicts here, but is this useful for you on a personal level? So I listened like I said, I listened to the audiobook and I I just, first of all, I found it just incredibly relaxing. I don't know why, um, but I, I, I grew up with, with two parents and my, my, uh, my mother is, is a, is a, is a hoarder. My father was not afraid to throw things away, um, without telling anybody. And my father, um, you know, left the home when I was about 13 or 14. <laughs> and so then, uh, there wasn't that balancing agent anymore and and i and and that that definitely swayed the kind of my own habits that i'm i'm not i'm I'm a little bit middle of the road but i'm definitely somewhat on the cleaner side but I, I i've already you know learned that i i i felt that joy of getting rid of things i get a high level mm. of satisfaction from from realizing that there was that i am myself without this you know, piece of, you know, cloth or plastic that I'm still me. You, you, you remember that, that you're more than your environment, that you're more, you're, you're more than your goods. And of course that like condom, I say there is some connection there, but, um, I, I haven't proactively, I, I usually only proactively, you know, get rid of things when I'm moving and I haven't done that at all. I haven't done that exercise in a while. So definitely like reading this, I was, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this is time. So it, it, it did its job. I, I, like we already implied the prideful person to me, isn't necessarily going to follow her, you know, 
three-step process like word for word i'm more curious I'm, I'm curious to see before i would do that i would want to do some learning more about the uh the the shinto roots that that the article we read gets at and that's just me being a you know smart ass but um but i but I, yeah th this this was this was this was meaningful um in that way i'm gonna i'm gonna let you have the last word i'm gonna give my verdict very quickly um my verdict i i, I think this works as a manifesto and it has more to say than just um about tidying <laughs> it really does um i think it's fairly well written i i like the fairly well written i'll put that in context compared to many other mm. quote-unquote self-help um texts um at least the ones i've read um and i, and I think uh, the the personal details are interesting um, I wish it was a little less repetitive that serves to drive home the points and the, and the value of tidying up. Um, but, um, I, I, it got a little, uh, bit much by the end of the book. Um, I wish it went deeper. I think I owe, I think people that read condo or come to condo or the, the, or the Netflix show should go and check out, um, Margaret um, Dillaway's uh, article, um, I'll, like I said, I'll post it in, in the description um, because it does some of the heavy lifting of going that extra step, going that extra mile um, in terms of explaining like, the spiritual nature um, and kind of like the more profound uh, cultural aspects of Marie Kondo and her organization business. <laughs> um, um, I just think the TV show really bugged me <laughs> it really disappointed me um a part of me wanted to see at least one episode go to like the extreme and have someone like burn their house down with marie Kondo <laughs> around them in the background from from their lawn just watching it all burn i'm imagining um, like extreme home makeover where they pull back the truck the, or the, the the RV, and then it's the burning home. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. That's yeah. great. T that's great TV. Yeah. That's great TV. Um. So for me, I think some points are deducted. Um. So I'm gonna go, uh, regretfully, regretfully, with only a three out of five stars, for, the KonMari method and the magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. Cool. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get it out and give my score first I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give this one a little higher i'm gonna give a 3.8 uh and and because i i see this i didn't see the netflix series so i'm sure that impacts me but i i i think uh i see this as a um what do you call it, it it's a i think it's a it's a great way to get the a, a larger conversation started with people i see this as something that i want I, I made it, I told my roommate I was going to be listening to this and he, he's sloppy and he made a joke and said, oh, you could, you know, how, I would never do anything like that or watch a Netflix series like that. And, um, but then I started listening and I was like, no, he, he could listen to this. This is available to him. Uh, and it, it's a, like you said, it's a powerful message that's not just about physically organizing objects, but it's about 
questioning and, and thinking about what you value as a person. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's also a way to, to challenge the t- traditions and the, the way of thinking that you were, that you, many of us were raised in. Uh, and again, even if it's, even if it's watered down, uh, I think, I think it served its purpose of, of kind of introducing some of those ideas. Um, uh, the, the, the reason I'm that where I marked down, um, from what I might, might've been like a four or, or, or 4.5 is that is, is the, is the, the reckoning between, uh, between letting go of things, um, and, and the, but the ambiguity around in the, in the ignorance, in the ignorance, the seemingly ignorance to, to what it actually means to get rid of things. Um, and, and the comfort around just around getting new things and being okay with that. And, 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 and those, those are just personal beliefs that, that, uh, that I, I think the world should be more conscious of. Um, so yeah, I, I feel comfortable with 3.8 and I, and believe it or not, I'm actually going to, rec- I'm going to recommend, um, some brief listening, uh, or reading to folks. My, my only thing is I, I would love for this actually to read like, a more traditional manifesto if it was in the sense that if it was uh this could totally be written into a a 90 page or 80 page essay you know of some sort that would be cool uh then then i i would actually be i'd be buying copies around the holiday cool <laughs> that's very cool all right yeah i like that idea we need to Let's find Marie Kondo and rag- radicalize yeah. her. Radicalize her. <laughs> As she has radicalized us. Yeah. Uh, I hope she's listening. Uh, they're, 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 I'm sure there's some way we can get this to her. Okay. We could send to her, to her, yeah, to her, whatever, her representative or agent or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Well, Keith, what, what, what's, um, this was great. What, what's, what's next on, on deck? Well, on the docket, um, and I, I don't want to, um, as I was saying before, everything deserves the weight of our consideration and deserves seriousness. Um, so changing gears from a, a self-help, um, you know, domestic philosophy text, I think it's okay <laughs> if we go to one of the seminal um, pieces of religious uh text uh-huh. and um, pretty much uh, foundational to might say probably roughly one third of the world population. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's an understatement. Um, I, uh, I suggest we next week or in our next episode, dissect the sermon on the Mount by oh, Jesus yeah. Christ of Nazareth. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I don't, uh, I say uh, the Christ's full name not out of uh, hubris or out of disrespect, but out of uh, sincerity um, that uh, should be given. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Sermon on the Mount, um, we're going to be discussing that next. Um, an incredibly important and influential uh manifesto and it's very much i believe a manifesto in uh in the sense that we are looking at here i'm keith um, I'm, so, I'm so excited you you know that i i grew up with religion i i still consider myself religious i practice 
and and but I haven't uh, not enough do I get to like review like this this sort these sort of words through through the framework that we talked through so I'm I'm really excited about that it will be like reading it new cool very very cool um, awesome well um, I won't uh, belabor the point anymore let us know online if you're listening uh, what is your manifesto how would you rate Marie Kondo and the magic of tidying up? Let us know. Uh, Five Star Manifesto will soon be available on iTunes and Spotify. Please rate and review uh, the show wherever you find it um, and share it. Uh, perhaps these aspirational words, whether it's the Clue Train Manifesto or it's the Hacker Manifesto, whether, wherever uh, you land, um, share it. Share it, share it, share it. Um, so yeah, any um, final final words, Mike? Um, just wish me luck on my uh, my my next conversation with my with my mother this evening, as usual. My my regular weekend conversation with mom about politics and religion. Wish me the best. I wish you the best. Thank you. Peace be with you. <laughs> in more, in more you. ways than one. Oh, boy. Oh, we're, we're already previewing the next one. Okay, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, to our listeners out there, uh, I'll simply say, keep on keeping on. Bye, everyone. Notes and reading links can be found in the episode description. Our theme music is Royale by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. Next episode, we'll be discussing the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7.